tuning in. You're listening to This Week Again, and I'm your host, Suzanne Posel. We're going to start off this show with the funniest moment from the State of the Union address. Move on to Republicans losing their shit over a balloon and Twitter. Marjorie Taylor Greene got to play speaker for a day. And follow all of that up with why neo-Nazis are so fascinated with the U.S. electrical grid. Let's begin, shall we? This week, we found out that our State of the Union is strong. Not that anyone was asking. It's just an annual ritual we do here in America. Have the president interrupt regularly scheduled programming with a one-hour speech from the House of Representatives. Historically, the State of the Union speech isn't really must-see TV, but this year, we've got maggots in the House and Senate. And they aren't afraid of turning any gathering of the U.S. Congress into an episode of The Jerry Springer Show. Marjorie Taylor Greene returned from Narnia early, showing up to the event in a floofy coat she obviously stole from the White Witch. Turned out to be the perfect outfit for impersonating a howler monkey during Biden's speech, which she did, along (laughs) with other loudmouths in her trope. When Biden called out some of the Republicans who want to hold the economy hostage so they can cut programs that voters exclusively on their side depend on. Things like Social Security, Disability, Medicare, and Medicaid. And while the maggots howled and called President Biden a liar, he did something so sneaky. It was brilliant. Roll tape. So my many, some of my Republican friends want to take the economy hostage. I get it, unless I agree to their economic plans. All of you at home should know what those plans are. Instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying it's a majority. Let me give you, anybody who doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. That means, well, I'm glad to see you. No, I tell you, I, I enjoy conversion. You know, it means if, if Congress doesn't keep the programs the way they are, they go away. Other Republicans say, I'm not saying it's a majority of you, but it's being proposed by individuals. I'm not politely not naming them, but it's being proposed by some of you. Look, folks, the idea is we're, we're not going to be moved into being threatened to default on the debt if we don't respond. So, folks, as we all apparently agree, Social Security and Medicare is off the, off the books now, right? They're not... They got unanimity! Social Security and Medicare are a lifeline for millions of seniors. Americans have to pay into them from the very first paycheck they started. So tonight, let's all agree, and we apparently are, let's stand up for seniors. Stand up and show them! We'll not cut Social Security! We will not cut Medicare. Those benefits belong to the American people. They earned it. And if anyone tries to cut Social Security, which apparently no one's going to do, and if anyone tries to cut Medicare, I'll stop them. I'll veto it. (laughs) Another brilliant moment in reverse psychology. While maggots and their Republican enablers booed and called Biden a liar for telling the truth about their plans to sunset programs like Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, 
this cheeky presidential bastard grabbed them by their mob mentality and got them to agree on national television. They weren't planning on making the cuts we all know they're planning to do. This old switcheroo on camera before a national audience left some Republicans feeling a bit bamboozled. Oh, like Utah's worst electoral decision since 2011, Mr. Mike Lee, who immediately after the State of the Union address cried to the press about who the real liar is. The president of the United States looked us right in the eye and mischaracterized what half the people in the chamber believe, what half the people in the chamber, according to him, want. It wasn't true. It wasn't true, huh? Is that your story? (laughs) Because I happen to have a clip of Mike Lee back in February of 2010 when he was running for the seat he now holds, telling a crowd of his voters... The exact opposite. Oh, maybe we should just listen. I'm here right now to tell you one thing that you probably haven't ever heard from a politician. It will be my objective to phase out Social Security. Nice. To pull it up by the roots and get rid of it. That's why I'm doing this, to get rid of that. Medicare and Medicaid are of the same sort and need to be pulled up. Oh, look at that. It's the actual liar talking about wanting to do the thing he accused Biden of lying about Republicans wanting to do. Oh, but it's not just Mikey who wants to screw over Americans out of the money that they're owed. I I think that we do need reforms to Social Security and Medicare. We ought to turn everything into discretionary spending so it's all evaluated. The wealthier people are going to have to take a little less in benefits. Younger people living longer, so we're going to have to adjust the age probably once again. We can work on prioritizing defense spending, but that's really nibbling around the margins. If we really want to talk about the debt and spending, it's the entitlements program. You were just listening to Republican Congressman Matt Gates. Senators Ron Johnson and Lindsey Graham, and Congressman Michael Waltz, whose comment you just heard was only six weeks old. They're all saying that they want to phase out Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. And while Mikey takes a few days to recover from spontaneous pants combustion, let's take a moment to ponder where, oh where, could all of these Republicans have gotten such a stupid idea? Hmm. Perhaps it was Florida's very own slender man with an 11-point plan to wreck America, Republican Rick Scott, who went on Fox last April to parade his terrible, no good, very bad idea to what he thought would be welcome arms, but this Fox host had other plans. Enjoy. You recently put out an 11-point plan to rescue America. All federal legislation sunsets in five years. If a law is worth keeping, Congress can pass it again. So that would raise taxes on half of Americans and potentially sunset programs like Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. Well, John, that's, of course, the Democrat talking point. It's a no, no, it's plan. in the plan. It's in well, the plan. But here's, but here's this thing about reality for a second. It's First of all, let's talk but, about but, but Medicare. Senator, but Senator, hang on. John. So it's not a Democratic talking point. It's in the plan. Medicare goes bankrupt in four years. Social Security goes bankrupt in 12 years. But here's what's unfair. Mm-hmm. We have people that don't, that could go to work and have figured out how to have government pay their way. 
Ugh, there is so much to unpack here. First off, Scary Rick must think that the rest of the country is just as illiterate as his Floridian voters, claiming that it is a Democratic talking point when his own plan clearly states all legislation, including those that preserve Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, will just poof out of existence every five years unless Congress votes to keep it. And another thing, why in the fuck would these programs be bankrupting if they are funded directly through employer-employee taxes, which are taken out of the gross income of every American worker every two weeks. You know what? The walking dead senator from Florida obviously needs a history lesson, so we're all going to have to suffer. Here is the actor-turned-disaster from 1984, former and deceased President Ronald Reagan, Republicans explaining how Social Security actually works. Roll tape. Social Security, let's lay it to rest once and for all. Social Security has nothing to do with the deficit. Social Security is totally funded by the payroll tax levied on employer and employee. If you reduce the outgo of Social Security, that money would not go into the general fund to reduce a deficit. It would go into the Social Security Trust Fund. So Social Security has nothing to do with balancing a budget or erasing or lowering the deficit. And you remember, old Ronnie, the next time a Republican like Slender Scott tries to tell you Social Security and other entitlement programs we all contribute to with our paycheck, by the way, are going bankrupt and need to be cut to reduce spending. Because if those programs are losing money, it's because someone is siphoning out of the trust funds of Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. And that is something I would think all members of Congress should be looking into, especially the House Joint Economic and Special Committee on Aging, since Utah's favorite 2020 election denier is on both of those committees. But the humiliation doesn't stop there, because Floridian Nosferatu wanted to have his say after being called out for his sunset plan by the President of the United States. <laughs> Someone should have stayed at home, but unfortunately they decided to go on camera. And fortunately for us, we get to have a laugh. You say he's twisting your words, but he said, quote, some Republicans want Social Security and Medicare to sunset. You wrote, I suggest the following. All federal legislation sunsets in five years. If a law is worth keeping, Congress can pass it again. Medicare and Social Security are federal legislation, but no one, I don't think, has confidence that if something comes up for a vote every five years, that Congress is going to be able to make sure it stays. Caitlin, I've been clear. I'm not going to do it. In contrast, let's remember, just what, a few months ago, all Democrats voted and Joe Biden signed a bill to cut $280 billion out of Medicare. $280 billion cut out of Medicare. Just wow. Believe it or not, that barely sentient skeleton was integral in the biggest Medicare fraud scheme Florida has ever known. But he can't do basic subtraction? That $280 billion that he says Democrats allegedly cut from Medicare is actually the projected savings Medicare will incur over the next nine years because now, thanks to 
The Democrats, they are able to negotiate lower drug prices. Oh, and by the way, that means that Medicare and Medicaid recipients are also going to be saving money on their prescriptions. The only cuts happening here will be to the profit margins of the drug companies who have been getting away with price gouging Americans simply because they need medication. And since those same drug companies donated over $1.1 million to Skeletor in 2022, it makes total sense to me why his rebuttal to Biden calling out Republicans would be to try and razzle-dazzle this reporter with some sleight-of-math trick. But wait, there's more. Here is the grumpiest 71-year-old from Georgia, Congressman Rick Allen, with his hot take on how Republicans can screw over seniors in a brand new way. For what reason the age of retirement? You know, uh, that's interesting uh, that you ask that question. Uh, people come up to me, they actually want to work on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's on the table you're saying? Well, you know, uh, people want to work on it. Maybe you need to give them an incentive to do it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that's a whole lot of no. Ricky Bobby is aware that people can work as long as they want, regardless of the retirement age. And raising the minimum retirement age would only serve those who don't want to pay out Social Security benefits, like Republicans. Plus, France just tried that shit on their people last month, and I think... This idiot from Georgia should call Prime Minister Macron and ask him how well it's been doing since millions of people have been protesting in his country. Maybe get some pointers on what not to do. And while I'm sure someone is going to get right on that, let's turn our attention upward. Because people see lots of things when they look up at the sky, like shooting stars and a cloud that looks like a dragon or maybe a Jewish space laser. But recently, Americans have seen something else in the sky that has China trending on social media. National security officials say they are monitoring this Chinese surveillance balloon that traveled from Alaska through Montana. Hovering over the northern United States for days, flying over Billings, Montana, where it forced a ground stop at the city's airport, halting all commercial and general aviation flights in order to clear the airspace. The balloon appears to be taking, flies it directly over some sensitive U.S. sites, including one of the nation's three nuclear missile silo facilities at Maelstrom Air Force Base. The balloon continued moving across the country, last seen over the Carolinas. Why look up at the sky? It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's China watching you. Of course, China says that there was nothing to see and that balloon was definitely not for spying. It was a weather balloon that just happened to veer off course. (laughs) You know how that stuff can happen. But the U.S. Pentagon is calling bullshit. Sources describe it as an aircraft designed to travel in a purposeful path, one that includes a number of sensitive U.S. sites. It's roughly the size of three buses with a technology bay attached beneath it, believed to be carrying high-resolution cameras, according to a senior U.S. official. In this case, perhaps the Chinese were looking to collect high-fidelity imagery of sensitive U.S. sites, where they may have been intercepting communications. Uh, 16 solar panels that would have been uh, powering the sensors that the U.S. believes was beaming data back to China. So... Well, duh. China has been on a U.S. data mining kick for a while now. 
Back during the Orange Ages, circa just a few years ago, China flew similar balloons over the continental United States on three separate occasions. And the SCROTUS administration didn't seem to give a shit back then. (laughs) Tell Marjorie Taylor Greene, because she just likes to say things. And while she didn't get the memo, she definitely got upset in the most fantastic way. Here is a dramatic reenactment of a real tweet from Georgia's 14th district favorite insurrectionist on the China spy balloon. Marjorie Taylor Greene, who took to Twitter and wrote, quote, I just spoke with our great America first President Trump. He would have never allowed China to fly a spy balloon over our country and our military bases and assets. President Trump would have shot it down before it entered the U.S. and so would I. Yeah, well, for every action, there is an equal and opposite something that Dolt 45 did that contradicts whatever happened. (laughs) The former Cheeto-in-Chief is notorious for blaming others for the things that he has done and having his loyalists say that he never did something that he absolutely did. So now I present to you the thing Mad Marge says didn't happen. U.S. officials tell Fox it's not the first time Chinese spy balloons have flown over the United States. About four months ago, a Chinese spy balloon crashed in the Pacific near Hawaii. Others were spotted over Texas and Florida, dating back to the Trump administration, but never previously acknowledged publicly. Of course, Benedict Pussy Snatcher didn't acknowledge the Chinese were flying several spy balloons all over America during his reign of terror. This happened to be the same time China Don secured 18 trademarks and 16 patents from America's frenemy for his beloved daughter wife, Ivanka, while she was still working in the White House. And never mind Republican Rep Mike Waltz from Florida, who told the press that the Pentagon told him China's totally not spy balloons were flying over his state, And then there was another one spotted over Texas and even Hawaii, which, folks, is heartbreaking because hasn't that group of islands been through enough? And pay no attention to the fact that not only did Tangerine Palpatine still have his Chinese bank account open until 2018, after professing he closed it in 2015, oops, So perhaps letting his friends from an Asian mother fly their totally not spy balloons all over U.S. airspace was quid pro quo. So China is sticking to their story that it definitely was not a spy balloon. But either way, they obviously didn't get the memo that the United States is now under new management. And of course, that did not stop bad actors on Fox from clutching their pearls and suggesting bad ideas to their viewers. Biden looks weak with each second he keeps this communist balloon in the air. You know, the southern border's open and the skies above America are open. We don't know what it is. How do we know it's not pushing spores? My concern is that the uh, federal government obviously doesn't know what's in that balloon. Is that bioweapons in that balloon? Did that balloon take off from Wuhan? You know, I can see why the GOP love the poorly educated. Between Jesse Waters spitballing Last of Us conspiracies on air, an elected official and head of the Oversight Committee, James Comer, admitting to ignorantly suggesting that China is spreading COVID with balloons. 
Oh, but the fun doesn't stop there. Because Ohio's tinfoiled Senator J.D. Vance and Arizona's resident insurrectionist representative Paul Gosar grabbed the only thing that makes them feel safe and posed for Twitter so they could look up at the sky with their guns. And meanwhile, on Fox... Why haven't we shot this balloon out of the sky? Why did it take U.S. officials so long to shoot it down? You have to wonder, why isn't our military doing anything about it? Is Joe Biden compromised? There's a lot in that laptop that might have something to do with this response. There are a plethora of reasons why the balloon was not shot down as soon as it was discovered. The most important being that no one ever accused Republicans of concern for public safety when guns are involved. And a close second would be because the Pentagon said, hey, Biden, let's wait, when he ordered it shot down immediately. They wanted to make sure that no debris was going to fall down onto people, places, and things. The Pentagon recommended the balloon be shot down when it was safe to do so, which ended up being over shallow waters off the coast of South Carolina. Recovery of the wreckage is underway, and no one got hurt. It may not be the Yosemite Sam ending Republicans wanted, but it is the ending that Americans deserve. And speaking of unjust desserts, seems like helping the worst Kevin become Speaker of the House definitely has its perks. This week, insurrectionist Barbie from Georgia got a chance to preside over the House. Believe it or not, she was filling in for the worst Kevin, who apparently had other things to do besides being Speaker. On that same House floor that was breached by many now convicted criminals, Marjorie Taylor Greene sat in for the House Speaker and presided over the House, gavel in hand, the same House she says that she could have seized during an insurrection. But this is a woman who doesn't believe basic facts about our history, now in the Speaker's chair. That's right, folks. Georgia's favorite trader tour guide was giddy as a pre-segregation schoolgirl because she got the chance to sit in for the worst Kevin in the house and play with all the toys at the speaker's podium, especially the gavel. Guess Marge needed a pick-me-up after going on Glenn Greenwald's podcast and forgetting that the internet is forever. Because there's nothing better than a Nepo baby from Georgia's QAnon district complaining about having a job where she has to work so much and settle on an annual salary of 174000 taxpayer dollars. Oh, can you believe it? Becoming a member of Congress has made my life miserable. I made a lot more money before I got here. I've lost money since I've gotten here because this job is so demanding. It's turned into practically year round. It's not a life that I think is is like um, something that I enjoy uh, because I don't enjoy it. But I'm committed to this job because I believe in it. Oh, bless her heart. Marjorie can't believe that public services actually work. You know, unlike her last job running a company that her father already established, being a House representative, oh, now that, that's grueling. I mean, the 2023 House calendar shows that 117 days 
all of these people expected to be at work out of a 365-day year. I mean, ah, <laughs> talk about burnout, am I right? To be honest, most Americans would love to make $174,000 a year for only 117 days of work. But this Jewish space laser expert isn't just any American. She's a recovering conspiracyolic, and her 12-step program appears to be magic erasing everything. So she's on a tour she doesn't want you to blame her for any of the shit that she said. But let's remember where this woman came from and how she got to where she is. Cue the montage. Kennedy getting killed in the plane crash. That's another one of those um, Clinton murders, right? There's never any evidence shown for a plane in the Pentagon. How do you get people that support the Second Amendment to give up their guns by performing a mass shooting into a crowd that is conservative? Is that what happened in Las Vegas? The picture of Ruth Bader Gingrich walking through the airport. Yeah, like, like yeah. the body double for Hillary Clinton's. I do not believe that was Ruth, no. The Democrat Party, is they are now the party of socialism. They want to rip our borders wide open, kill babies up until birth, and maybe even afterwards. It's a crime punishable by death, is what treason is. Nancy Pelosi is guilty of treason. There is an Islamic invasion into our government offices right now. If you want... Islam, you stay over there in the Middle East. You can have a whole bunch of wives or goats or sheep or whatever you want. Q is a patriot, but we do not know who Q is. Q is someone very close to President Trump. According to him, many in our government are actively worshiping Satan. The most mistreated group of people in the United States today are white males. If this generation doesn't stand up and defend freedom, it's gone. Freedom doesn't come back by itself. The only way you get your freedoms back is it's, it's earned with the price of blood. When we rise up, we can end all of this. We can end it. We can do it peacefully. I hope it doesn't have to, we don't have to do it the other way, but we should feel like we will if we have to. And I want to tell you something, if Steve Bannon and I had organized that, we would have won. Not to mention, they would have been armed. And even after all of that, this prehistorically handsome QAnon spokesperson from Georgia spent a day in the house playing speaker and slamming the gavel. Because when you make a deal with Kevin, he lets you do it. And you know what else the worst Kevin let his swarm of maggots do? Why waste taxpayer money holding a hearing on why Twitter is so mean to conservatives for spreading lies and conspiracies on their platform? For Ku Klux Cruella DeVille, this was personal. You can consider your speech canceled during my time because you canceled mine. You see, you permanently banned my personal Twitter account. So while you coordinated with DHS, the FBI, the CIA, our government, and outside groups, to permanently ban, shadow ban conservative Americans, you were censoring and wrongfully violating our First Amendment free speech rights. And that was wrong, and it was against the law. Oh, who's going to tell her? <laughs> who's going to do it? I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell her. Okay, Jurassic Barbie, listen. I know that you are a business owner turned member of Congress, but... Did you know that your right to free speech just means that the U.S. government, of which you are currently a member, 
cannot impede, suppress, or imprison any U.S. citizen for speaking whatever bullshit comes to mind. What our First Amendment right to free speech does not grant us is a space on a privately owned platform with which to recommend whatever crackpot ivermectin treatment you're taking or discuss with your poorly educated voters all of your dumb ideas on vaccines and spread lies about a 2020 stolen election. Not to mention encouraging participation in an insurrection on our U.S. Capitol and cheering on the rioters as they rioted. But I'm glad that Mad Margarine and her friends from the Got Suspended from Twitter Club brought up the notion of a member of the U.S. government using their position to bully a company into violating a U.S. citizen's free speech rights by removing content that they didn't like. Because if Marge hadn't done what she did, we may not have been able to learn about this. So back in 2019, Dolt45 was president, and he tweeted a snide remark to musician John Legend referencing his wife, Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy decided to tweet back, and the rest <laughs> is a violation in free speech. You testified about a 2019 tweet that was about President Trump. And I think it was from uh, Ms. Teagan. What was the tweet about? Would you like me to give the direct quote? Yeah. Please excuse my language. This is a direct quote. But Chrissy Teigen referred to Donald Trump as a Okay. Free speech. And what happened after Ms. Teigen posted her tweet? What did the White House do? What did the Trump White House do? From my understanding, the White House reached out to ask that this tweet be removed. On an editorial note... That censored part of Chrissy's tweet was as follows, quote, what a pussy ass bitch. And for those of you in the back, that was a perfect example of what the alleged January 6th pipe bomber from Georgia was talking about. Here we saw a government official in the form of a marginally sentient spray tan using the power of the presidency to coerce a private company to remove content because they didn't like it. But to be fair, maybe this was a one-off, a, a senior moment for the fake billionaire. It's not like he would ever do this to someone else, right? Tweet posted by former President Trump about my colleagues and I on July 14, 2019. It says in part, why don't they go back and help fix the totally broken and crime-infested places from which they came? My team, Ray, made the recommendation that for the first time we find Donald Trump in violation of Twitter's policies. At the time, Twitter's policy included a specific example when it came to banned abuse uh, against immigrants as in they specifically included the phrase, go back to your country or go, or go back to where you came from, correct? Yes, that was specifically included in the content moderation guidance as and an you, example. You brought this up to the vice president of trust and safety, Del Harvey, correct? I did, yes. And she overrode your assessment, didn't she? Yes, she did. And something interesting happened after she overrode your assessment. A day or two later, Twitter seemed to have changed their policies, didn't they? Yes, that trope, go back to where you came from, was removed from the content moderation guidance as an example. So Twitter changed their own policy after the president violated it um, in order to potentially accommodate his tweet? Yes. 
Yeah, well, if you're going to do it to someone else, why not choose a member of Congress? <laughs> you know, I get it that Marjorie is upset about being suspended from Twitter and all that, but she really should have thought this hearing all the way through because it didn't go the way she thought it would. Yeah, the hearing did reveal First Amendment rights violations, but turns out the violator was coming from inside the White House. And while we're on the subject of stupid white people shit, the FBI have been very busy arresting some very fine people. Authorities are calling a foiled plot to take down a power grid in a major city. The pair planned to, quote, completely destroy the city of Baltimore, and feds say the alleged plot was racially motivated. Court documents allege Sarah Clendaniel of Maryland met Brandon Russell of Florida while in federal prison. Authorities say Russell started an ethnically motivated violent extremist group that embraced neo-Nazi ideas and targeted racial minorities and critical infrastructure. On an encrypted app, suspects mapped out a plan to shoot up five substations serving the Baltimore area. They gathered artillery. Uh, they zeroed in on the targets using Google Maps. So two of the whitest Maryland and Florida have to offer have apparently joined forces to concoct a harebrained scheme to pew pew five substations in Baltimore because predominantly black communities apparently don't deserve a basic human right to electricity in the winter. These two SS wannabes are part of a growing number of poorly educated white Americans who are giving the Taliban competition in the domestic terrorism industry. Between 1994 and 2020, Al-Qaeda was responsible for 57% of the 893 domestic terrorism plots and attacks that we have on record. And the latest addition is Brandon Russell, the leader of a group he started called Adam Waffen. No, it's not a new menu item at the Waffle House. Adam Waffen is an actual neo-Nazi group that wants the race war that Charles Manson tried to start in the 1960s and is willing to take down our nation's infrastructure in order to make it happen. Apparently, this is the only way to usher in the new whites-only utopia, which is why this trend is all the rage across the United States in 2022. There have been at least nine attacks on electric power substations across three different states just in the past three months. Early last year, Homeland Security issued a bulletin warning that domestic violent extremists have, quote, developed credible specific plans to attack electricity infrastructure since at least 2020. But last month, NPR affiliates in Oregon and Washington obtained an FBI memo showing that neo-Nazi groups were calling for attacks just like this. Neo-Nazis that the FBI was tracking, quote, believe that an attack on electrical infrastructure will contribute to their ideological goal of causing societal collapse and a subsequent race war in the United States. It may come as no surprise, but American neo-Nazis love old things like Hitler's 70-plus years old failed ideology, as well as the notion of destroying America's infrastructure in order to take down the entire country so they can replace it with a white ethno-state. Yeah, that's an idea that they grabbed from a group called The Order that was a thing back in 1983. According to white supremacy, 
it will be the show of force strategies like January 6th and mass casualty operations like the Oklahoma City bombing that will be what leads them to victory and why elected gargoyles like Jurassic Barbie was giving tours to soon-to-be insurrectionists, which is more than just a dick move. This is all part of a marketing strategy to get as many white people in the United States as upset as humanly possible about the injustices being perpetrated against their pacey race. Things like gay marriage, children learning about black history, and the fact that by 2050, whites are projected to lose their majority status in the United States. Hence why one of the two arrested in the almost attack on Baltimore said that she was doing this for her people, claiming her Casper-colored complexion is what ties her to an ethnic group that actually doesn't exist. And is this nationless and colorless people who want to take this land as their land. And that's why white supremacists need to blow up electrical grids. It's how they will assert their dominance, by having everyone stumble around in the darkness and stubbing their toes. And that's all I have to say about that. New episodes of This Week Again air on Sundays, and you can follow us on social media to keep up with our latest posts. This Week Again can be found on Audible, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, and Samsung Podcasts are basically wherever you listen. And thank you for doing so. To Dur for now.